Who put their hand up when asked, who wants to be a footballer? I'm Johnny McPhee. This is Play, Train, Grow. Let's find out what happened after you put your hand up. Hello and welcome to Play, Train, Grow, a podcast that asks what is life really like chasing the dream of becoming a professional footballer? In this episode, I'm delighted to talk to Reese Geddes and he's going to talk to us about his own personal journey through academy football. Reese, how are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm great. Yourself? Oh, I'm super. Really looking forward to it. So, we get straight into it. Why football? What's your journey been? Well, so it was always just really football for me because just grew up, dad, grandpa, every day is just all about football, football. So, dad had a crack at trying to be a footballer. Played with Livingston, I think it was the furthest he got. Um, so, I football was just kind of, just grew up into it. And then I, I started uh, Airdrie. Boys Club and then Airdrie Boys Club went to Pro Youth. So I start, I just stayed right, I just transferred over. And then I had a few training sessions at Alba with yourself and Tony. Nice <laughs> to you. That was good. Yeah, he's trying try to decide me, but I decided to stay at Airdrie, which I thought at the time was a better decision for me. But looking back, maybe not so much. but. I had a, a few, I think I had a season at Airdrie Pro Youth, that was like the step below, I can't remember what they actually call it, but it was like the step below the likes of Rangers Celtic, like that that league, that was the league below, so you were playing like the likes of Annan, like Elgin, teams like that, and then I went to Dundee United, had a few training sessions again, it was yourself, you and Tony were there, you were my under 13s, under 12s coach, so that. So something that. Yeah, ruined that that age group and just loved it there. Few, had a few training sessions, a few months in, and then I just all got offered to sign. Just took it with two, arm, two hands and just wanted to sign. I just loved it straight away. And then did you progress all the way through at United or, or did it change? Well, I, I went, I had, I think, three seasons. I was at United, three seasons, and then I went to Motherwell. Was in at Motherwell for my first training session. Got put straight into the twenties, and I was like buzzing with that. Couldn't, I was like, couldn't believe it, and then I was like, first training session with twenties. Told my quad out to Christmas, and I was like nightmare. Couldn't, and I just couldn't really get to where I was, like where I was at that time. So I just couldn't catch like the standard that I was playing, and um, yeah, I really went went for didn't get the contract at Motherwell, so I went to Albion Rovers. I think Motherwell and Albion Rovers had like a wee. I don't know, like a wee deal or something, because it seemed to be every player that like wasn't getting the contract at Motherwell was going to Albion Rovers, and then like if they were good enough and hitting first team players in Albion Rovers, they were maybe going back to Motherwell and stuff. So I don't know if there was like a wee deal there, but that was like the plan there. And then Albion Rovers just nah, it's never really worked out. Got injured, and then here I'm on now. <laughs> yeah, chatting for me. So what's your best moments? What comes to mind when I'm talking about the best times? Uh, for me, it's. My United, the three years at United, they were just unbelievable for me. Though, particularly the first two years, they were really just really opened my eyes up to what football was really like. Because even in my first two years, my second year I was I was in my twenties at least once a week doing day release with a few other boys. So I was getting to actually see what a football was like. And to be fair, I loved it. Just obviously, we'll speak about it later. But in my last year, things didn't work out. So, but in my first two years at United, that was by far the best. Like. My first year, I can just remember my first game. I was like, 
standard was crazy. I felt so far off it. I was like, wow. And then a few training sessions and a few games, I started to get myself up to speed. And I was like, I could actually be good enough. And then got offered to sign. That was, a, <clears throat> that was an our confidence booster. I was like, that's, that's actually ideal, eh? And then for there, I just kind of kicked on and kind of started to become like the first name in the team sheet for London United at like, that age group and kind of started to make like, a wee name for myself. But so, yeah, that was really my, my highlight of my United years. What were your best games? What comes to mind if I say, you know, two or three of your best games? What pops out? Um, one of my first ones for Dundee United, I don't know, I think it was my first one, like my second or third. It was um, we were playing Hamilton at home, so it's Andrews or something it was, but nobody knew that I was I was with Dundee United. Like all my pals still thought I was playing with Audrey, but <coughs> it was kind of kept a secret that I was going to United. And I've got, uh, a few of my pals played the Hamilton. So I've turned up to St Andrews and they can all, they've all seen me get into, coming into the changing room. They're like, what are you doing here? Are you here with us? I'm like, nah, I'm playing with Dundee United. They're like, what, since when? So that was good. And then I can remember I didn't start that game because it was also it was one of my first games. And they get absolutely battered. Hamilton were really good at that age. Proper, proper good team. And then I come on, actually. I've done, done well. Come on, middle of the park. Managed to do, do a good good few things in the park so um can buy a few players uh, it was I think that was the game where the coaches actually like oh, maybe I maybe I'll be playing in there but who knows <laughs> might give this one a chance <laughs> aye, give me a chance I might start my next game <laughs> so uh, what does what does it feel like on the pitch when you're playing really well oh it's brilliant you can't like I mean especially when, at the time where you just love football and you feel like you, you can't do anything wrong. It was just it was brilliant. Like after that game, I really kept on. So I was like, I've just played <clears throat> a very good game against one of the top teams in the country. Against <clears throat> at the time, it was um, players that were getting called up for Scotland at that age, and I had just um, put in sort of like a really good performance, a strong performance against them. So I was like, I tried to like kick on for that and really really push on and then the next game I managed to I can remember I managed to get a start I can't remember if it was again true enough but I managed to get a start and since then I don't think I was ever on the like the bench since that so I think I always started so I can remember that game just really really pushed me on From the side of the pitch what does the best you look like? Are you a passer a tackler a dribbler a mix of it all what does it look like? <laughs> well you know me I probably no skill at all. I'm probably just a mixture of mixture of them. Just get to the boys that can play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got more in there than that, you know. The quality passing, good on the ball, you know. At United, I was when I was in midfield or centre back, I was proper comfortable on the ball. I could I could take the ball, I could dribble, I could I could go like I could break the lines from deep. So I could I could give myself I'm not give myself enough credit there. I could I was decent enough on the ball that age. I, I could um, step over it. I could, I could get a decent pass and all, especially for the back. I can remember um, against Dakis, game over getting battered, but um, I was right deep, right, right deep in the back. At the back, just um, got the ball for the keeper, just outside the box, and I've just seen a big diag. One, one of my good pals now, so Ryan, he made a good, made a, for one, once he made a run behind the, in behind <laughs> for once he made a run in behind the. And behind the line, I've just 
managed to clip it over, find him, we've actually scored for it. So I, I could I could play for me, ideal it'd be I always love playing like centre back, especially United. So that's where I kind of see myself. Um, but in midfield I enjoyed it as well because I like to break up the play and really really be hard on a tackle and just then just get to the boys that can play, you know, keep it easy. <laughs> that's the most important role. The guy that tidies up and just moves on. Yeah, exactly. It's vital. It's vital. So we just could play a scenario at you, you're playing in the middle of the pitch, centre of the half, first few minutes of the game, you give the ball away, they go through score. What do you look like? How do you recover? Or do you recover? I haven't seen any point of things. <laughs> I can remember particularly at Motherwell, to be fair, it happened. And I can only reason I can remember it like well is because straight through kickoff. And I hate I hate going like back all the way back to the defence for kickoff, right? But I, play, I was playing right back at the thing. And Hibs, um but when Hibs away. And I've got the ball straight for kickoff all the way back. Nothing in front of me. It's just Hibs players running towards me. I'm like, just caught cold straight away. They nick the ball. They nick the ball. They either score or get a shot away. Heather, you straight on me right for the 10 seconds in. I'm like, and then do you know something? I played one of my best games at that get that game. After after just after that first 10 seconds, caught gold, head of youth, every day, straight on me, buff. And then so I must have must have liked that pressure. I was really took it and then managed to kick on for that game. And actually that was one of my best games in Motherwell, like one of the few anyway. <laughs> so so I'm I'm taking you back to that moment because you can you can see it quite vividly. Did it take you long to get in the game? What did you say to yourself after that mistake? No, to be honest, I just forgot about it. I just kind of tried to put my head down and just play the way I played because I knew I was good enough, to be fair, but I know it was just a mistake. It happens, like, everything makes sense, you know what I mean? But it was just the first 10 seconds of the game. I've, I, I can't remember if they scored or if they just get a shot away right through the off, but it sets the tone of the game, didn't it? So I was like, that's the tone, this, this uh, green stampede running at you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but to be fair... I managed to regroup and so did the teams to be fair because we went on and won the game comfortably, I think. So I think younger, right? When you're take you back two or three years, how do you deal with that same scenario? Are you the one that throws the hands in the air? Do you think to yourself, right, I'll do this next time? What were you like? Probably both. At the time I'm probably like, oh for God's sake, you know what I mean? And then straight away just try and let it go and play because kind of stand still in a football partner. You know I mean, you need to keep I need to keep going so I probably did I'd probably be angry at myself straight away and then just try and refocus regroup focus in the game so I probably definitely I'm actually both do you refocus in what's that a couple of simple passes maybe a wee bounce exactly just make sure yeah, make sure next time you get the ball first touch is good sets you up make it just make a nice simple pass just ease yourself back into the game nice, nice and comfortable so I just keeping things simple really until you until you're doing the simple Yeah, me. Oh, you're back. Yep. Cool. Coming through. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Get in there. Yeah, it's good. I've got that. I'll just edit it. Don't worry. So, mm-hmm. balance. What was balance like? If you think of school training, um, was it easy? Was it hard? Was there a lot of travel involved? A lot of travel involved. I to be fair, but at that age, it doesn't really. Don't think it really matters, but. I suppose looking back, it is tough. It probably was too much, like knowing that the stuff I know now, 
because I'm in like the fitness industry and stuff, it probably, it probably it definitely was too much. I was training five days a week with school, two hours a day, and then probably four, either three or four days a night at United, two hours a night as well. So it probably was too much. Sometimes I was playing a Scottish Cup game during the week on a Wednesday, and then I was playing with Dundee United on the Sunday. Or sometimes I could even had three games in the week. Do you know what I mean? I could be playing with the school on the Wednesday, and then one time I can remember I played the. Uh, 17s when I was 15s with United played against Celtic with the under 17s on the Saturday and then uh, the Sunday I played with the, the 15s against Celtic as well so yeah, it probably was too much it was at the time it didn't feel hard because you know you're just you're young you just want to play football it was that was your life it was brilliant like at school playing football brilliant it's home dinner straight out to training that was probably that was probably the hard part like you know you're not in the house like that often. You're like straight in for school, dinner in a way, because you've got a half an hour trip to Stirling to train, do you know what I mean? So, or on a Sunday, you're two hours to, to Dundee, or, or a, like 10 minutes is a home game for me at Hamilton away. Or, <laughs> so that was, a, it, was a, it was a wee bit hard, but no, probably didn't, probably didn't like impact too much. And uh, how, what did you do with all this travel? You're talking about long distances. Were you somebody to just switch off when you're travelling an hour and a half, two hours, or were you were you focused all the time on the game? Um, I, I probably did switch off. To be fair, I was just chill, put my music on, I, just music on, sitting in the back, try and get a wee sleep if I could, but I, nah, probably couldn't sleep. But just I chilled, chilled out until until you're in the changing room, then you you start to really focus. So you're saying now that you think you maybe did too much back then. Was there ever, and I know it's hard to say when you're younger, but was there ever a time you ever thought that? Because you've just said, I just love playing football constantly. No, no, definitely not. Because every football you draw, play them and train 100%. So they see the three games a week or two games a week. That was was brilliant. That was so much better than training. But at at the time, no, you don't think it's too much. But looking back, it it is too much like training every day at school and then training at night and in the game at the weekend you do, you need our rest so probably well, a very few occasions where you got that <laughs> oh, it's nice for you to kind of just be honest on that and now that you're you know you're working towards as you've said the physical fitness side of it through college what what would you say not looking back on yourself but if somebody was listening and saying oh what would a rest or what should rest look like just Chat to the coaches, maybe miss a session every couple of weeks if you feel it's too busy, or or what would you say? Well, as you said there, like it depends how you feel. Eh? I felt like I could, I felt like I could go do that, and I think I probably could. But you do need a rest. It probably did catch up with me. So where you would have one performance where you were just shocking, like no energy. Do you know what I mean? Like so probably. I'd probably say at least once a week if you're training and playing that much at least once a week you would need at least one or two rest days 100% but you could but which chatting to the coaches like every time I try, I've done that with the coaches like I asked the coaches if I could have a day off at night because like I've played two games or do you know what I mean they were I 100% take a day off like the coaches are well, they're, they're there for you do you know what I mean they're, they're there to help you so I had, I had no issues with that way with the coaches I like it and when you when you were moving, so you said you've moved from from Airdrie up to United. 
what was the the jump like? Was there a lot of self doubt in that jump, or was it a case of I love this and I want more of it? Well, at, at the start, it was like as soon as I as soon as I was there, I was like first training session, first first game United. I was like, wow, that's crazy. And actually, I can remember before it was the summer. I was in training uh, pre season. I done. And my dad and my uncle went and watched like the last game for Dundee United. And they were like, talking to us, like, he's never getting in that team. Because like this the standard and stuff. And then first training session. A training sessions are actually done all right. I managed to I managed to keep up and it was fine with myself. I was fine, but it was the first game. I was like, that was fast, <laughs> very fast. And then grad just gradually. I wouldn't even say gradually, quite quickly I managed to catch up and as I said before, I was pretty much in the team after like the first three, four games. I was, I was one of the first names in the team sheet. I think because I was always starting. When when you're coming to training, did you have any plans in your head about something you were going to work on yourself, or would you just come in and and take in the information and just go play? Well, as you can remember, I was at that age. I was really quiet. I was um, coming to training. I'd go away into the corner with a ball, just keep it to myself, just hit it off a fence, just practice. But then. As soon as the session began, I just just played and listened to the coaches, listened to the drills that we were doing. But I remember as well at pre season, especially at United, at Airdrie, it was just running, just running, running, running. No, no ball for pre season at all. Went to United at pre season, just thought I was going to be absolutely tanked with running. I was like, the ball shoot straight away. I was like, that's different. And then I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. Ball for pre season. That was on the, that was the only place I've actually ever ever done that was at United. When I went to Motherwell as well, they, they actually had a running session on a, a Friday night as well. So they were just all about running. But I, United was more more technical, more the ball. But yeah, it was, it was it was tough to start with. But as as I said, I managed to get myself myself into it. As we've talked about all the games and all the training, everything that goes into it. Was it easy or was it hard? At the time it was easy, but looking back, it, but, uh, it's hard, it's difficult. But you're training a lot and you're putting so much into it to, to, try and, to try and become a footballer, obviously. So it is difficult, but it's easy to do the work, do you know what I mean? It's easy to be, like, it's easy to go, go play football, but it's hard to do all the, like, the hard stuff, like, work and train hard every single time you're training that that's the hard part so it's not it's not it's not easy enough <laughs> and what was your tunnel vision like were you someone that was just 100 percent dedicated to football or was there a little bit of social life and interaction within it too nah for me it was always just a bit football to be fair i was um as soon as i had high school it was honestly that was just my full life because i was training during the day and then home dinner training that was pretty much every single day and then the game at the weekend. So you had you had no really time to go do other things. That that was pro- that's probably the difficult part, as I was saying before. That's probably the difficult part where we like, are pals or stuff and maybe away at doing stuff. But for me, I wasn't really bored. I wasn't really bored, but that can be the difficult part for a lot of people. But for me, I wasn't really bored because I knew where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. So <clears throat> it was easy for me to focus and concentrate on what I wanted to do. But um Aye, but it was it was um it was difficult, but as I said, I was focused and concentrated on what I wanted to do. 
you know, I like that having that focus and having the concentration on on your targets are really important. So I want to explore here winning and what your thoughts are on winning, you know, through the academies as you got older. Was it always about the result or was there anything else that you did internally with winning as well? For me personally, maybe, um, I don't know about others, but for me, I just wanted to be like the best that I could be. So if I played well, hopefully the team would win. So as a defender, I wanted to play well and stop goals going in. That's that's a start to winning. Keep a clean sheet, kind of lose. So that's it. But whereas with the school, obviously every game was competitive. Like you're in Scott, I was always in the Scottish Cup with the skills. I won three Scottish Cup and the final yeah, British Cup. So and I, I won a Lanarkshire Cup as well. So I was quite. I was used to winning. With the, I was used to winning. So I like, if I if I had to lose, I'd be raging with myself. I'd, like, if I had to lose and have a good game, it wouldn't. I wouldn't really be happy. But at that age, it is all about development. But you still you need to be a winner, don't you? As soon as you, you can't be, oh, I played well, but we get beat. So as soon as you move up the industry and move up to like twenties or first team, doesn't matter if you've played or you get beat. Like you're to, you're judged on you're judged on results. Nobody remembers the good game that you had, but you get beat. So you, you do need to have that winning mentality. I would say definitely hundred percent. So you just said there, but you get really annoyed at yourself. So what were those frustrations? Was it frustrations about your levels of performance or your technical ability? What, what would frustrate you? No, it was never really technical ability, but it was either after the game and you're reflecting, you're like, could I have done more to stop this or do this? Or maybe maybe you have had a good game and your teammates have let you down, so there's nothing you could do, but you're still, you wanted to win, so you, you are still... Like you're not happy cause just because you've had a good game. Like I was, if we had, if we get beaten, I'd played well. I was never happy. Like, but then again, if we had won and I'd played, I'd played rubbish. I was again, I was never happy. I always had to find that balance where I'd won and we'd played well. That was the only reason. That was the only way I was satisfied. But I suppose that's just the mentality like, I wanted to have. Like I wanted to win on like both sides. Really, I wanted to play well and win. Like that's just the way I wanted to be. And was there anything else that would frustrate you? Things where just wee things about teammates or things from the sideline, anything else that would just get that wee bee in the bonnet going? Ah, oh, just just the usual stuff in football, eh? Like just laziness was like another one for me. I hated it. I just a few good teammates like were just so lazy just because they had the technical ability. Um in stages to be fair, they were lazy, but they could they like they've shown that. They don't need to be lazy, and they they've got that energy to be to be busy. But I see being like sloppy and lazy, I just that didn't sit well with me. I hated it. <laughs> what about the what about either sideline from from my side on the coach's side or the parents' side? Was there anything ever that, that would frustrate you, or you would maybe see frustrate teammates? Um, it's a good question, but you for can me, the bus if you want, it's fine. No, no, I would. As I said, my my best years were. Well, when you and Tony, when you and Tony took me, like I've always said that, you know, just because I'm on this view, I've always said that, like took my game to, to here to, to a higher standard. So, but um, there's a few occasions I like, probably at Motherwell, like when I was at Motherwell, the coaches were a lot more vocal, like, like in a personal way, like, I see if you just made a mistake or something, they were on you straight away, both like you can't be doing that, like. That's what Motherwell was mostly focused on results, like whereas like United is more focused on um, like 
develop when they play them. Like, you know what I mean? Like just every player like has a level, so it's just finding that player's level. Like, sort of thing. A question with the age group, so because you're getting older, did you find that? Yeah, it could be to be fair because it was just it was one stage away for twenties, but. I think even all the age groups, like seniors just walking past what they're under 15s playing as well. Like, I suppose it is because you're going 15s to 17s and 17s to 20s. Like, they, they need to put that pressure on you. But I think, like, the coaches, there's a way to do it instead of just straight on a mistake. Well, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. So, I mean, like, there's a way to do it. Um, which I found, but as I say, like, at United, that was just, you find that. Probably when you play, you just find a club that suits you. Like, like, like everything just suits you down the ground. That was me with United. Um, as soon as like I played with our clubs, it was just nah. Just I couldn't find my level. Just couldn't play the way I played. Whereas I was at United, I felt yeah, this is like my team. Like everything, everything suits me here. So like that's the way I felt then. But back to the question, when I was at at Mullerwell, like you can make a mistake, somebody was on you straight away. So like it put it maybe like it could put you off or it can put you a little bit, it can make you like, all right, I'm gonna do this because like they're on your back, so you've got that, but you've got you've you're annoyed a bit. It can happen both ways, can't it? Yeah, yeah. So you can either like go the other way and maybe like shy away from it, and then you can like maybe relish it and stand up to it. And it, it happened to me at Hearts Away. I, I gave away a goal and my man scored to the back post, ball came in, ran across me, scored. Head of you straight on me, like you shouldn't be doing that. You should be getting there first, blah blah blah. And um, we like the games went on. Um, we, like the balls progressed over to my side. I've like by the man, I've scored, and I've just turned around and I've just like kind of went, yes, like, like he was like kind of coach that probably like liked that because like having a bit a bite back, like that was just like that that, that stuck in me, and I had a good game with it, and so that probably. Aye, that, that probably is like you can go one or two ways for me. It's important. That, that, there's loads of different experiences and different ways and different people, and especially in football, you come across so many people that it's, it's almost always changing. So you have to have some adaptability when it comes to communications or coaching styles. Um, now that you're a bit older and you're talking about how you like to be coached, being you, was there ever a time that you would go and talk to coaches and say? this is how I prefer to be coached or this is how I'd like you to talk to me or was that something you wouldn't think of? No, not really. I wouldn't ask, like, I wouldn't really ask, like, the coach, like, tell the coach how to coach me because, like, I feel every good coach knows how to coach, like, as you said, they're every coach, like, everybody's, everybody needs different coaching styles, like, some boys need an arm in their shoulder or some boys need shouted at, do you know what I mean? Some some boys need both, it just, you need to find the balance when to do it, so, that's why I think the difference between a good and bad coach, and as I said before, like when I was at United, more often than not, they were very good coaches in doing that. They found the balance really well when it got on when it got on to you and when it put their arm in, in your shoulder. So whereas at Motherwell, I felt I'll, I'll just be honest, when I was at Motherwell, I felt straight away they all had to, all the coaches, they had their favourites straight away. So it felt when I went into Motherwell. The boys, it's probably the same at every club to be fair, but it just it felt obvious at Motherwell. Like the boys for a certain age were always getting their contracts. Didn't matter who else was there, how good them deals was, they boys were getting a contract regardless. You know, really honest and interesting 
view from you because you're coming from outside into that. And it must be a really difficult thing to try and manage going to training or even um, just reviewing and reflecting on what you're doing if, if that's how you're feeling because feelings are unique to you and it's only you that can that can feel that. Right, so whereas, like, in contrast, maybe, well, let's just be like, so let's say, let's say you and Tony were like the United 20s coaches, right? I would say I'd like, 90% I'd get a contract if that's the way I felt like because like the way you was coached and the way you just made like every boy like feel as if they were like very important and like do you know what I mean like they were like part of that team where I, but I felt a few and Tony were like the 20s coach at United a good few of the boys that didn't get a contract for differently reasons like I'll speak about it later as well but maybe leaving or just not good enough but where I got the chance and got a contract, like that's the way I feel. Like I feel it's just all about luck. Whereas it's just it doesn't really matter how. Like if you're if you're really exceptional, like you're obviously going to get a contract. But there's very few of like that. Whereas it's I think it's just more down to luck more often than not. Yeah, it's a really interesting point, and that's the that's the measure that we can't control as well. That's the hardest part is, is there's no control over that. But if I'm looking into maybe dealing with pressure and taking responsibility during any positive or or difficult times, were you somebody that um, put a lot of pressure on yourself in terms of taking res- responsibility for your own development and getting better? Oh, 100%. Like, even like, see, even when I was to rest, I was away kicking a ball about trying to get better at the stuff. The stuff that I was like maybe told it maybe like at the nights where you were like getting reviewed and stuff like to work on this work on that I was always working on that I was like you know yourself like, I was quite hard working I was never one of the boys that had all the talent and had all the flair and could just like had a moment of magic I was more like the one that would just work hard and stuff and and try and get there like eventually but obviously it didn't work out but that's the way I was so I did try and I was away working on stuff that coach you taught me to work on like that was no problem for me. It's just I knew they were there to help me and that's what I had to do to get better. So that that was a, where I was at. Would you ever write it down? Would you ever track your progress? Would you ever plot it? Or was it just go out and try whatever I can? Nah, nah not really. It was just go out and play. Yeah. It's just bought your feet, go out and play. So that was that was a bit of a method for me. Do you ever have anything to help you with, with uh, during these sort of pressured times or you're out working hard? Was there any sort of any self-talk you would say to yourself about setting high standards or when you're practising? Was there a way you would sort of measure it? So I don't know if it was, say you're working on your pass and then you're trying to hit a certain brick on a wall, would you have a sort of count out of 10 or with any strategies like that you'd use? Probably, I just, I just can't remember really, but there probably is to be fair, I but... The biggest motivation for me was, I can remember, particularly at United, where, like, I'll be honest as well, a good few people had said that I was by far one of the, like, the best players that season. And towards the end of the season, another one of our players, like, similar in my position at the time, got a Scotland call. And it just, like, one that I can remember, when, like, somebody said, I'm not going to mention any names, like, they've got 100% get that wrong. Like, that's meant to be you. Because like throughout the full season, like I was like it was the season I was playing like centre back. I was I was very I was very good that season to be fair, but and then that, that really annoyed me. So then the next season I was like, Do you know what? I, I want that I want like a wee a Scotland call up. I went into the Scotland camps. So I tried to really work hard over the summer and stuff. 
And then that season, I moved on to 17, so that was going to be the 17 season. And then, obviously, I can talk about it in a wee bit, but that season was just kind of, that was like my last my last straw away United. Yeah, and it's again, it's just what we're, we're brushing on that luck. So when you're talking about um, trying to manage emotions here, so you've got this frustration of not getting a Scotland call up, which is a great motivator from, from my point of view. If you're annoyed you've not got a Scotland call up, the fire that must be burning inside you must be fantastic. So how did you manage emotions or could you manage your emotions at that point? See, be fair, I just kind of, I was the kind of person like, if something didn't happen, I would just forget about it and move on. So I would just focus on the next thing. So for me, it was like getting back into pre-season, really focusing on that. Really, like try to get myself into the 17s team. But then also we'll come to that, but that didn't like really go to plan or but if, if it really, it really, it wasn't fair. Really, actually, to be fair, like it just it wasn't fair what actually happened. So yeah, so let's just go in. You're being honest and you're being brave, and you know, just talk to us about how it was not um, getting the success you wanted at that age group at 17. not kicking on like you wanted to. Feeling that there was barriers in the way that that were there. You know, what was it like, and and how hard was it to work through it? Yeah, so. Obviously at 15s I was like I was probably I was like one of the best one of the best players at at the at the time at 15s and then you move on to 17s you know it's a jump up but the players in my position they weren't like they weren't really like better or like do you know what I mean like they weren't really like well like they should be starting so then because there was a lot of players in my position you would play a game miss a game. So like that's no that's no way to play like football, but especially like it's even now like looking back like psychologically, you're training for a full week knowing you're not playing on the Sunday because you played last week. That's no way like you shouldn't that's play a game and then you miss a game. Like that's just not because there was four centre backs. So then that was really annoying me as well. And then I was just I was just like kind of just every time I played, I was just trying to do so much better. Like everybody else, I was just trying so much harder. But it still stayed the play game, miss a game, play game, miss a game. So you're saying here that there was there was just a lot of competition for places. They're trying to trying to even out game time, and it, it's really affecting you psychologically. And it's at such a key stage because you're also doing exams and that. I'm guessing at that point too. Yeah, exactly. So you're 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 away doing exams at that age as well. But for me, it was always about being football. But see, looking back now, like what chance did you actually have? You know, like you're playing at you're playing. You had no consistency because you were playing one game and missing a game. So, what chance did you actually have? Like, that was like one of the reasons why I did leave United. And then, obviously, the season goes on. Like, I'm still actually playing quite well. Like, I'm doing. I'm playing just the way I was at 15s. I was actually. There was one of maybe the standouts in the team. And then, obviously, <laughs> the last day comes where I was on the bench. Uh, Five elite away, something like that. Uh, eight or something. Uh, five, I think it was five elite away. And we're standing at the side of the park, like knowing, knowing that we're going to, but we're on the bench. It was also me and somebody else. I think we spoke to him before. So, and they've they've gave a, the same story, but um, they've ran out of kits and they've ran out of kits. So they've they've told me and another boy to take our kits off and wear our tracksuits and then we get changed inside the side of the park so I fucking went on 
And that was just like the final straw for me. I was like, pff, I'm not like, I just didn't feel the way I did feel like the last two years because like, again, down to luck, just sheer like the coach, like the coach is like, and then when, when I said, like, I'm away, I'm not having this anymore, like, they weren't even like shocked, you know what I mean? It was as if like, it was as if they were trying to drive us to that stage because they just like didn't want to say, or like, uh, like you shouldn't be here, or don't come this week or whatever, like, they weren't even shot to me says I'm away like but that was that was like the final straw for me like getting told to wear your tracksuit and they say they're pitching again day and if you were going on you would swap swap kits and they say that the player that was coming off nah no thanks that's a really difficult situation to end up in and again I'm not not involved in it at that point and it's really difficult to hear that and like you're saying there's just that bit of luck is just not sort of rolled your way and it's, it's for you to share that is is really honest and really open, and it, it probably highlights um, areas of the game where we maybe need to do a little bit more work or maybe a bit more thought, just in a general point, because it's such an important age, it's such an important year. Although I don't know, it could also have just been unique to that that moment and that age group that you were in as well. So it's such a, a difficult thing to unpick. But I, as you look back to it. Did you take anything from that to improve yourself, to motivate yourself, or things that you'd use in today's um, college environment that you're at that helps push you forwards? Not really, to be fair, because I always had the same mentality that I wanted to, I knew where I wanted to go. I wanted to win and I wanted to like be a footballer, so I knew, I knew where I wanted to go. But I really, so when I went to, the, after that, obviously, that, when I left United, I went to I went to Fife Elite. You were there actually. I went to Fife Elite on trial. And I think they wanted to sign me, but Motherwell offered to sign me. And obviously it was just so much more it was more convenient. It was just it was easier. All my pals played with Motherwell. It was like right in my doorstep. It was just I wanted to sign them. It felt like I knew like a fresh start. And obviously, as I said before, one training session. And then I was straight into the twenties, and then I was out to Christmas. So again, it was just that bit of luck. But looking back, like oh, when it like when I reflect and look back, like leaving the United, I should have, I probably shouldn't have. I should have maybe just a, at the time it was the right thing to do. But like, looking back, I was like I should have maybe just waited it out a wee bit longer, like and maybe I listened because the head of youth phoned me, thought they phoned my dad like that's ah, just saying like well, we want to keep him like blah 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 like. This and that, but I was just certain that I wanted a fresh start. I wanted to leave, just and then obviously I, I had the chance to go play at a good level with all my pals and people I was at school at the school and stuff. So it was just it was kind of a no brainer for me. I wanted to leave, but obviously reflecting looking back, it was obviously the wrong decision. And dealing with regrets, one of the hard things that I'm I'm coming across when I'm I'm talking to all the lads on this and. And it's, it's so emotional and it's so difficult to deal with because you think you're right at that time. And the one thing you don't have is life experience to, to draw upon. And it's such a challenge. So considering that you've gone from such a high to what you're telling me in such a low, and then you get injured, I mean, you must be in a really difficult place at this point. Yeah, I was to be fair, but I always like, even like, at the time I always thought, Nah, I've got enough time to prove myself. I'm, I've got, I've got enough to um, get a contract. And to be fair, I started like I said before, I couldn't get to where I was. But after a while, I, my performances did start to pick up. 
and I got in with the 20s again for a, a few weeks training and a few games and I, I played well to be fair I did I played well and trained well and um, but again it was just down to luck like, coaches don't like fans like, just don't like you or they don't they look for something else like do you know what I mean? Like from Motherwell, for such a young age, like I went to Motherwell as a midfielder, and there was just at the age at the time there was just no point in Motherwell putting me in midfield because they would just miss the midfield out and go long and play in behind for the strikers to run on. Whereas I came for Dundee United, a, a really technical team, get the ball down, play pass, break through the lines, like everybody's on the ball, touches the ball to a team that just miss out the midfield straight in behind. And you could see you could see that for yourself when we played Motherwell. They had big strong, big strong set of backs and big strong strikers that they just launched the ball up to. So for me, I was like, I, I quickly realised I was in the wrong place, and I was it was too late for me to do anything because I was at the second year seventeens, and that's like just before twenties level. So, and then I was like, I got like the impression before, like just as I signed with Motherwell, obviously I'm straight in my twenties, so I'm like, I'm dead, I'm going to get a contract here, like. And then also I got injured. And then, as I said, I, I did manage to like pick my performances up. Got in with the 20s a few times, done well. But again, just luck, coach didn't, didn't fancy it. Just wanted something else that I didn't have. So just, again, luck. Didn't fit, didn't fit. It's so interesting. And it's difficult for me to hear, knowing you so well. Um, and it's difficult for me to try and phrase questions around it because it's such a, a difficult topic. But that's why I want to have these sorts of conversations and raising the awareness of, of what just your own, like this is your unique perspective on it. This is your own personal feelings on it. And I really do appreciate you sharing them and being so honest because it's certainly something that um, you probably need to provide maybe a bit more support on at those ages, especially with people moving on. And it's certainly got my brain ticking over over providing more support for individuals. So kind of just trying to progress on a little bit. You, you said you had a wee shot at Albion Rovers and, and first team football. What was that like, the big jump from sort of your own age group football into the adults? See, to be fair, I went, when I went to Albion Rovers, the first team were very good. I think they were in League One. I think, just, I think they were in League One at the time. They were. Um, and they were, they had very good players. They had the boy Troughton, it's Alwa and stuff. They had some very, they were, like, they were they were actually a decent standard, to be fair. But obviously, I was in at the 20s at the time because they had a 20s team, a 20s setup. And um, that was just completely different for the first team. It was shocking. One of the dads was a coach. And it was just, to be fair, I played, I played most weeks. And obviously, like, when I felt like if I get dropped, that was. Very, very unfair. I thought because like the standard wasn't great. It wasn't great, and then I put I trained a few times with the first team, and that was that was a very good standard. That was probably it was probably just probably just a wee bit. It was a bit bit better than like Motherwell reserves, like like Dundee United twenty Dundee United twenties. It was a better a better intensity than that. So I was like, this is quick, very quick. I managed to get a few. A good few training sessions with him, and obviously, as you see, then the season after, there was a whole change. Like the club completely had like complete change of management, complete change of players. Like, it was a big overhaul. Like it was just massive. So I was the I was the only player that had stayed from like the previous year to the next year. I was the only one that got kept on out of 
20 odd boys maybe that's incredible isn't it oh i was the only one that get kept on so i was like there's no way i'm getting kept on here but because every week there was players getting released i was like it's just going to become a matter of time that like, they're going to call my name and i'm going to be gone but now nah, i managed to like, stay and then last week in pre-season <laughs> i get um i was i got injured and then I've, I'm obviously still, I've just had the surgery for it a few months ago, so that kept me out for two, three years. So I've not kicked the ball since, but Albion Rovers, that was probably, uh, it was definitely like the last stage, but there was better places to be. Like I can remember I bumped into Tony, obviously, I probably speak to Tony a lot. Um, he'd, ju- he'd just left Albion Rovers actually, the season before I went. And he said, um, do not go there. <laughs> it's the worst. Do not go there. Like, it's not good. And I was like, I need to. It's my only option now. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to go there. Like, I had a few junior teams like that wanted to sign me and stuff, but it's not the same as like, it still being in that competitive league. So I still wanted to be in that like sort of environment, but I should have should probably listened but again to, to Tony when I said, no, nah, don't go there. But at the time, I felt it was my only option. Great. So I'm looking for uh, moving on to something like, say, advice. So what advice were you getting uh, from parents or from people around you that helped you to find this? Because you've talked about this real desire to work hard. So what did you use to fuel that and, and uh, what helped you get through it? To be fair, it wasn't really like, obviously you get like advice after a game and stuff and but it was more just relating to myself, myself. Like, there's my own mentalities. Maybe because I had that like, drilled into me for a young age, but and it's just like progressed over time. But like, I wouldn't say there was like much advice, like, like from me given, but personally from maybe like family and stuff. Like maybe just after each game, like obviously you can't recall that because like you just take it and then you move on to the next game. But no, I wouldn't say like, me personally like, got a lot of advice like from like family and stuff. So. Just work on yourself and work away. Yeah, so just kind of, just kind of kept me grounded. To be fair, just kept me grounded and you know, kind of kept me, kept me knowing like where I wanted to go and what, what I needed to do. That's what. So they kept me grounded. To be fair, but I keep you level headed. What um, what do you think you take from that time in academy football? Now that you're your college, you're thinking about university and and moving on through that way. So, is there things you take from uh, your times in football that you've transferred into? you know, college, studying and and uh, writing essays and all those sorts of enjoyable things you've got to do? 100%. See, when you're in like the, when you're a young boy at under 15s and you go into the 20s, you realise like you need to have character. Like you need to have it or you'll just be an outsider. So you, you, know, you need to have character. And like you realise, obviously when you're older, like, you, you realise that you need to have it anywhere you go. You need to be a character. You need to have like characteristics about you. So like to not be an outsider so that's like what I took for it like and really that just comes with confidence so the more confident you're going to be like you're going to like settle into places a lot quicker so then again it's going to help you maybe perform that, that wee bit better a wee bit quicker you know so that's what I kind of took for it. Nice interesting so I'm, I'm thinking try to use your words here is it going into that uncomfortable environment of being 15 and jumping into the 20s did that ease you as you jumped into college and studying yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because you obviously when you're that age and you jump into like the twenties dressing, you you know yourself. 
the boys are full of character, they're full of having a laugh, always joking, trying to prank you and stuff. So uh, you just you kind of like learn for that and you like, and then you go, you go back to your, your own age group after like experiencing that, and then you feel like, oh, I've I've had that experience, so it makes you feel a bit better and you're like like not big headed, but like just a wee bit more confident. So that's probably a better way to put it. Like, after experiencing that, you feel a wee bit more confident, and the more you experience that, the more confident you're going to be. Yeah, I like that. And the key is experience here, isn't it? You've you've not been as successful as you've wanted to be in football. It's not to say you've finished, you know, you've had your ankle surgery and you're finally on the road to recovering. But it definitely seems to have given you a skill set and a I don't know, do you have the same hunger at college to learn and improve that you had as as a youngster in football? I mean, obviously it's different, so but I mean I've got the same mentality, I like I want to I want to be the best that I can be in whatever industry I'm in. So, yeah, I mean, down to me, it's gave me, like, I've got this in mentality. So, yeah, I just, yeah. I like that. Just having those clear, being the best, no matter what you do. I love that. Just be the best you. Some of the best advice you can get is just be the best you. So I'm going to finish up on this one, right? When you're 10 out of 10 on the pitch, the best you've ever been, how do you feel? Yeah, you feel you feel untouchable, don't you? You feel unstoppable. Just, just want the ball constantly, don't you? Like you tell everybody what to do, where to be. Like just a proper, like a proper leader, and especially like when everyone's coming off you, you just you feel untouchable and like you can't be beat. So you feel like straight away you've got the beating of your man, or your team's playing well, and you're like maybe beating a team, and you're you're contributing heavily to that. You feel like you're, you're like the top man. Like you feel like, oh, like this is my game. Love it. And did you ever run around as a, a player or were you only yourself? Did you run around as a little messy or anything like that? No, no chance. I'm, I'm the one that just keys, the, keys it to the boys that can play. <laughs> Love it, buddy. Right. Thank you so much for coming on. Your honesty has been absolutely incredible and you've been really brave. So I really thank you for sharing, Reese. No worries. Cheers. That's it for another episode. Thank you very much for listening. You can catch me on Play, Train, Grow on Twitter. A tweet, retweet, or a like would be great. My email is playtraingrow at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch. Thank you very much and goodbye.